been out in sin. Proverbs 23, 17 says, Don't envy sinners, but continue to fear the Lord. For surely you have a future ahead of you. When you look at people who seemingly have it made in this world, who are dealing drugs, living immoral lives, doing whatever, you know, just, I mean, don't ever, 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 ever envy them. Their future, my friends, if the Bible is true, their future is bleak. Their future is fearful. Their future is a terrible thing. Unless they get saved, their future involves an eternal hell. Proverbs 24, 1 says, Be not envious against evil men, neither desire to be with them. He had service without joy. He had sonship without fellowship, refusing to go and talk to his brother. Number three, he had security without satisfaction. He wasn't satisfied. He was the son. The Bible says he was the elder son. If you know anything about Jewish law, what did that mean in the Old Testament economy, the elder son got how much more than the others? A double portion. A double portion. Now, I'm an older son. I'm all for that. <laughs> My brother and sister, they're not so crazy about that, but I'm all for that. <clears throat> but that's just the way Jewish law was. Don't take it up with me. Take it up with God. I didn't write it. He did. But the oldest son, how many of your oldest, oldest children here? Let me see your hands. Yeah, oh, yeah. Are you for it? Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, yeah, good, good. There was a noticeable quietness from the rest of the crowd when we did that. Amen. But, but he had a double portion of the inheritance, and yet he wasn't satisfied. How do we know that? Because of his reaction. He, he was envious. Maybe he needed reassurance here. I don't know. Maybe he needed communion with his father. Maybe he needed to go in and have some milk and beef in the banquet. But he was being selfish. We live in a very selfish age. Maybe you've noticed that. All he was concerned about was himself. I, me, myself. I mean, myself and I, that whatever, uh, I, I, it's pretty important. Whatever we want is important. Where is sacrifice today? Where is uh, selflessness today? Where is frugality or generosity where we should be generous? Many were raised with moms and dads who would never say no. My parents really knew how to say no. They had a lot of practice. And it worked well and it served us well. So the result is an unhappy generation of Americans who've never had more but seemingly are, have never been less satisfied than what they are today. Satisfaction does not come through having stuff. That satisfaction does not come through getting your own way. Real satisfaction comes from a peace with God, a peace in our heart and our soul and our mind Knowing that whatever befalls us, whatever happens, good, bad, or ugly, we know that God's in control. He is faithful. We sang about that. He is always faithful. God is always faithful. God is not just God. He is the one who crucified his own son on the cross, allowed him to be crucified on the cross to redeem you, to redeem me, 
to redeem a lost world. The elder son didn't even know what was going on. He, he came in, he heard all the music and all the dancing and all the laughing, and he had to check with the servant, what's going on? Sometimes we're like that, huh? Sometimes we don't even know what's going on. We don't have a clue what's going on because we're not in the Word. Wake up, church. Are we trying to be satisfied by the world? It will never, ever, ever work. Now, here's the real irony, okay? Not only did he have a double portion. Are you with me on that? He had a double portion according to inheritance. But think about this. Not only did he have that, but the Father says, everything that I have is yours. Everything, not just double portion. Everything is yours. Why is that? He had already given the younger son his inheritance. His younger son had already spent it and wasted it. It was gone. And so one of these days, the dad's going to pass away. And the dad's saying, son, don't you realize everything that I have, everything you see, everything, it's all yours. I sometimes wonder, I sometimes wonder what happened after the dad died, what happened to the younger son? Did he get booted? Or did the older son get things straightened out? He says, look, son, you and I are very close, and everything I have is yours. He had service without joy, this older son. He had sonship without fellowship. He had security without salvation. And he had salvation, uh, security without satisfaction. He had salvation without a song. Again, he cared from no one else, it seems than himself. Most unhappy person in the world is a person who's all wrapped up in themselves. <clears throat> I don't know how long ago, I, all kids grow up loving birthdays and Christmas, right? Because they get presents. <clears throat> I don't know how long ago it was, but it's been a long time. I get more joy out of giving to my kids and to my wife than to actually getting from them. I really do. I mean, I'm not just saying that. I really do. It, 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 it makes my heart happy to be able to do for them. He had salvation without a song. He cared about no one. He wasn't happy with his brother. He wasn't happy with his dad. He wasn't happy with himself. He, he was like the guy who fell asleep on the front porch and someone came up and put some Limburger cheese in his mustache. And the guy woke up and said, it stinks out here on porch. Went in the house. Stinks in here, too. Got in his truck. The whole world stinks. He was the problem. Okay, I was a youth pastor in Taylorville, Illinois, 1970. I had a Barracuda. Plymouth Barracuda. That was our getaway car at our honeymoon. That was my Barracuda. And so I had these youth workers and counselors. <clears throat> so one day, I, had to, I think I may have told you this, but I had to go visit a guy. Coincidentally, who, who he was a pig farmer. He raised pigs. That's what he did. And it, was real, it had been real rainy, and it was muddy. And, and I started driving to his place. And I, I promise you, before I got to his house, I started noticing the smell. I thought, man, how can they live here? How can they live? I got there, and it was stinking. It was so bad. And, and so I made my visit, and I got back, and I drove away. And the, the smell from that pig stayed with my barracuda. I went into one of those you wash them thing, wand things. For, it took a whole quarter at that point in time. 
but it was real American money. It was, yeah. And, and I put the quarter in, and, and I hosed up under the tire wells and, and the tires and the wheels. And, and, and everywhere I went for the next two or three days, that stunk. The car smelled so bad. I stopped at the Shell station where one of the members of our church worked, and I said, could you check my oil? He opened the hood, and he almost passed out. Because one of the other youth workers had put a block of Limburger cheese on my manifold. <laughs> so every time it got hot, it stunk. That's the way some people are. Everywhere they go, it stinks. And the problem is not everywhere else. The problem is our own problem. Concerned with ourselves and hell-bent on doing our own thing. That kind of person should never be a pastor, should never be a missionary, should never be a greeter, should come to church, get their heart right, and then maybe do some of those things. The Bible teaches there's rejoicing in heaven when someone comes to God through Jesus Christ. The least we can do is rejoice with him. Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit, right? It's one of the byproducts of knowing Christ, being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. If anyone is lacking joy, I wonder if they really know God. So the way I see it here in this weird message that has several different applications, there were two sons who rebelled, two sons who went bad, but one of them came back to God and to the Father. The other we're not told because the story stops abruptly right there. Don't let the story stop right there for you. It's up to you and me how our story ends up. Are we going to get right with God? Get right with our parents? Get right with our brother or sister? Or are we going to continue to rebel? Are we going to continue to fuss and pick and criticize and find fault? Yeah, the prodigal sins were evident. <clears throat> you could see them. <clears throat> we're told they're listed out here. The other son, the older son's sins were not as evident, maybe, more respectable, maybe, but whatever their sins were, they were just as deadly. He had a holier-than-thou attitude and demeanor. In fact, he was demeanor of the two. And we don't know if he ever got right with God. He had service without joy. He had sonship without fellowship. He had security without satisfaction. He had salvation without a song. How about you? Would you bow your heads, please? Which, which of these children do you identify with more are we one who <clears throat> went away from God and praise the Lord came back to him got restored because God ran to us he sought us out he brought us back he forgave us he restored us to a position of sonship is that you are you the one still out there? Are you the one who, who tries to be good, who tries to be moral, who tries to be decent and right, and yet you've got some things going on, some attitude problems? Which is it for you? Today is the day you can fix whatever the problem is. If Christ is not your personal Savior, you're on your way to hell, and we don't want that, and he doesn't want that, and you don't want that. So you can come to Christ by <clears throat> praying and asking the Lord to be your Savior, trusting Him completely. How do you do that? I'm, with every head bowed, I'm going to tell you, here's what you need to pray. If this is your desire, 
pray this right now. You can say it out loud or you can say it just to the Lord in your own heart. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're saying. Say, dear God, I know that I am a sinner. I know I've come so far short of what you want me to be. And I believe I'm going to have to die one day because the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, I believe that he's your son, that he died on the cross, that he rose again on the third day. And this morning, I put my faith in him for everlasting life. I know I can't be good enough. I know I can't earn it. I know I can't buy it. But I believe that Jesus purchased it for me with his own blood on the cross. I trust him as my Savior right now. With every head still bowed, respect your privacy, will not embarrass you. Every head bowed. If you just prayed that prayer, would you raise your hand up and hold it up for just a moment? Raise it up high, hold it up for just a moment. Preacher, I just prayed that prayer. Yes, yes. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Anyone else besides these? Anyone else? All right, would everybody look up this way right now? Everybody look right up here. On this back table, the first one right by the sound booth, there's some blue plastic bags that have some reading material in them. In them is a Because I'm Saved book, because you've received Christ, because you've trusted him. That's the first step. That's not the end line. That's the starting point. So by faith, you've put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. This will help you then grow from that point forward. So after the service is over, go ahead and pick up one of those. Take it home. If we can help you in any way, we'd be glad to. Let me ask you something else, folks. Are you running from God? Are you off doing things you know God doesn't want you to be doing? You, this is a day to come back to him and make things right. Get restored. Have that party. We'll have a party for you, I promise you. Whatever it is God's leading you to do. I'm going to ask us to stand. Fitz, would you come right over here? Guys, if you, if you want to pray <clears throat> with uh, Fitz and, and help, have him help you uh, make this spiritual decision, whatever it is, he's right over here in this Hawaiian shirt. Jamie's right back here in the plaid. Would you stand in the back? Any guys want to talk to Jamie? Have a word of prayer with him. Rachel right over here. Any ladies would like to pray with her or my wife right here? Whatever it is that you need to do. Look, don't leave here without making the commitment, the decision that God wants you to make today. All right? Don't, don't walk out the same way you came in. <clears throat> Whatever it is, they'll help you. You say, well, preacher, there are people on either side of me. I don't want to embarrass myself. <clears throat> they'll be thankful that you come forward. They'll be thankful that you make that commitment. I promise you would. If I could come back there and walk up here for you, I'd do it a dozen times, I'd do it a hundred times if that's what it would take. So you just need to do it one time. God will meet you. Go back and talk to the guys back here, back here, ladies right down here. As we sing, our praise team leading us, you come ahead right now. Right now, come on. Don't put it off.
One more verse just for you. Come on. One more verse, especially for you. I hope that you're putting your complete faith and trust in him today. We sure hope that uh, you just do whatever God wants you to do, okay? I'm going to ask Jamie, would you come, would you mind, can I embarrass your daughters and your wife, ask them to come up here too, I'll stand up here. Uh, it doesn't matter, I'm going to do it anyhow, so yeah, come ahead, Ashton, get up here. All right, uh, check your bulletin for weekly announcements, don't forget manna gifts, uh, ladies Bible study Friday, 10 o'clock right here. Uh, this Saturday, men's group, Bobby Lerma, see him for any information you need or in, check the announcements. Next Sunday, places you don't want to be, all right? That'd be the sermon topic, places you don't want to be. This is the Johnson's family's last Sunday with us, at least for the immediate future, and I am very sad about that, and I'm really ticked about it, because I, I wrote a letter to the Secretary of the Navy and told him, and I didn't think this was a good idea. Yeah. He said, tough. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Going to Jacksonville, Florida for a while, and then headed to uh, a wonderful resort, Bahrain uh, <laughs> resort area. So uh, for a couple of years there, at least that's the plan right now. And we love you guys. We love you guys, all of you. Uh, Jamie's been such an incredible guy with our men's ministry and on the leadership team. And uh, Ashton's singing when she's, she went to college out Prayed God wouldn't let her go to college too, but she did. <laughs> so, and the other daughters are. Which one? You just finished up, right? Uh, a EMT kind of crash course yeah. deal. Mm -hmm. And then I finished. I graduated from the University of Alabama. University of Alabama, and you're going to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to PhD. Okay, and then you're in school at. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> And Elizabeth's so excited about going to Bahrain. Yeah, she is so thrilled. So, Jamie, would you, would you do me a favor and uh, just uh, give a testimony talk? And then we're going to pray for you guys. So just say some things that you want to say. Well, so, so a little over four years ago, the, the Lord led us here. And, and the, the Navy would say they, t they sent us here, but we know the Lord led us here. And, uh, It's not so easy, huh? You know, so uh, long as we've been anywhere um, since um, since we left home, um, so uh, you know, we prayed for we prayed for a good church, and uh, we visited several, and we we stopped here, um, and. That was when you were being uh, considered as an interim. You were you 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 had just retired, <laughs> you and Pat, <laughs> and, it, and you guys thought you were done, right? 
And, uh, and, and there were several other pastors coming through here, but uh, you, you preached one Sunday and you gave the altar call. And, and for us, um, um, I, I, I don't ever want to be a church that don't give an altar call. Um, and you gave one today. So. <laughs> and, you, and you preached about joy. And, um, it, you know, our hearts are broken that we're leaving. Um, but we know the Lord has a plan. And he knows that um, he's going to use us, continue to use us for his glory. And our prayer is that we just uh, remain faithful and um, that he considers us worthy to be part of his kingdom. Um, and um, Sorry, I get, if you can't tell I'm an emotional person. <laughs> um, I really am tough, but I just, I get emotional. <laughs> um, and it's okay to cry as a man, right? Um, so um, for the, you know, speaking of the men here, um, Wow, what a joy you've been, the brotherhood. Um, men need other men in order to, to uh, stay firm in the faith and to encourage one another and to help us get through things and, and help us be the leaders that we're supposed to be in God's eyes. And, um, and for the men of this church, thank you so much for, for what you've meant to me and the brotherhood. Um, and um, you'll always have a home with us, every, everyone here. Uh, we consider you family. Um, we, um, we truly do. Um, and we hate to leave. We we hope the Lord brings us back. Um, and but you know this is this is um, we're going out into the world in order to uh, continue to to work in His kingdom. And we we pray for His glory to be be um, shown. Uh, we pray that we'll be a light. And we thank you for the support. We thank you for everything you've been to us. Um, and with that, I'll. Does anybody else want to say anything? When we first moved here, um, I kind of had a, always been a singer in our family. I wake them up all the time when I was like five and <laughs> sang and woke them up in five in the morning just because I was chirping with the birds. But um, so when I came here and I uh, kind of felt God calling on me to reach out to the leader of the worship ministry who was Micah at the time um, and just kind of like step out into a world of, like, fear that I had no idea would lead here. Um, but I reached out to him, and I was just like, okay, I feel like the, the Lord is calling me to do this. And he gave me the chance, and he didn't even have me, like, sing for him or anything. He just brought me up here. We practiced one morning. He goes, wow. He's like, um, we're going to keep you up here. <laughs> so I've been there for the past four years, and um, I couldn't imagine it any other way. And this church has been such a great place for me to grow the most I've ever grown. Um, I will be forever thankful for all of the bonds and relationships that I've built here, and um, this place will forever be my church home. So I just wanted to thank you all for um, giving me the opportunity to lead you and hopefully help you feel the presence of the Lord every Sunday. So thank you. All right. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I forgot to thank Thank you. Uh, thank you, Pastor, for your leadership. Thank you, Pat, um, for everything you've done for us. Um, and um, you, you've, you've helped me grow a lot. Thank you, sir. And uh, praise the Lord for this church. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? As cool as he's helped me a lot grow in the Lord. Yeah. Because we're always growing, right? So we're supposed to be. So thank you, guys. Oh, here's what I want us to do. I want to come up here, gather around. 
and we're going to pray for this family, okay? Uh, pray for them in this next eight or nine months as they're in training for uh, their future duty station in Bahrain, and then pray for their safety there. Pray they'd be a testimony. Pray they'd find good Christian fellowship in Bahrain. That's probably not an easy place to find good Christian fellowship. So uh, let's just have four, five, six people, whoever would like to, go ahead and lead us in prayer, and we'll just pray until uh, everybody, there's a lull, and then I'll dismiss.